0: Good morning, and welcome to Rollins Around Town. My name is Sam Stark, and I serve as the Vice President of Communications and External Relations here at Rollins College. My role allows me to engage in the Central Florida community on many levels, and it is my responsibility to help connect the dots between the college and the community at large. The dots I refer to are opportunities for college stakeholders, faculty, staff, and students to have access to leaders and professionals in our region. This helps Rollins deliver on our mission while also uplifting the brand of the college throughout Central Florida. So this show will showcase the connections between Rollins and the Central Florida community. We will introduce the college to important community leaders and share the impact Rollins has throughout town. Guests will come from outside of the college as well as feature our very own faculty, staff, and students. The goal of the show and these interviews is to show the role the important role Rollins plays in town, and how important the college is to our region. So thank you for joining us this morning, and it is my pleasure to welcome a friend and colleague, Mr. Jason Siegel, President and CEO of the Greater Orlando Sports Commission. Jason is calling in this morning, so hopefully technical issues will be uh, limited. But Jason, welcome to the show, and thanks for joining me this morning. Hey, good morning, Sam. So, I'm not doing the deep dive into the bio of each guest. I'm just trying to let each person sort of tell your story by answering some questions. So, if you're okay with that, we'll get started, and, and I'd just kind of love to tell Tell us, you know, where are you from, and, and, and where did you actually go to college, Jason?
1: I, uh, I grew up in uh, Northeast Philadelphia, and went to George Washington High School with, uh, well, I graduated with about 1,400, 1,500 other kids, and... Uh, Instead of going to Penn State, which is where most of the kids went, uh, my father, being from Brooklyn, uh, kept telling me about uh, the SUNY system in uh, New York. And we took a ride up to uh, Binghamton, New York, fell in love with the campus, and uh, that's my alma mater.
0: I love it. What what did you study and what what were you involved with as as an undergrad?
1: I I started pre-med. And uh, the organic classes were at uh, 7 a.m., and I soon, uh, I soon realized that that was not my path in life, and I switched over to economics and uh, studied business.
0: Makes sense. I, I think I had the vision of being an orthopedic surgeon until I realized like, how important science was to the whole uh, curriculum, and that just sort <laughs> of set me on a different path as well. So, um, Yeah, exactly. We can relate. What, what brought you to Central Florida?
1: I had uh I had a really interesting uh conversation uh back in uh oh, must have been early 2010 I was with my college roommate uh visiting him in Pittsburgh and uh we were having lunch and talking about you know what you know uh,
0: the future would hold
1: and I said to him you know I'd always uh, considered the idea of one day owning a uh, sports franchise and uh, in that conversation you know we talked about you know what that would all entail and he was a hedge fund manager and uh, was the CEO of a big hedge fund there in Pittsburgh and he said look if there's ever an investment opportunity you know call me and let's get uh, let's let's get something going let's talk about it and sure enough, the following summer, the summer of uh, 2011, uh, we were presented with the idea of uh, an ECHL team, uh, an expansion franchise moving into Orlando. And, of course, Orlando had had hockey. So uh, this was a hockey franchise. It was a league that was uh, I was very familiar with. And uh, I called uh, Joe back. Um, said, "Hey, you know, what do you think about this opportunity in Orlando?" And he said, uh, "My sisters live there. My mom and dad live there. Let's take a look." And uh, soon enough, we were uh, uh, we had made the announcement in the fall of 2011, and then uh, we dropped the puck the first time with the Solar Bears uh, in that fall of 2012. So, uh, Orlando, uh, I I uh, came to you know. Uh, live and love uh, Orlando through uh, through hockey. I love we, it. Yeah, uh, we bought the yeah we bought the uh, the team here and then uh, sold it a couple years ago to the Orlando Magic. And during that transition, uh, took the job with the uh, sports commission.
0: I love it. Um, you know, I think it's fair to say the Solar Bears, even though they did have a pause. Um, you know, are probably the most successful sort of, I don't want this to be offensive, but like second-tier sport, right? Like non, not, not one of the majors, if you will, uh, maybe tied with the Predators. Um, what What was the biggest success you had and, and the biggest challenge you had leading the Solar Bears?
1: Yeah, I think that, you know, the expectation, you know, certainly for a uh, development team, uh, the Solar Bears for a period of time were the minor league teams are uh, the Minnesota Wild and Toronto Maple Leafs. And then we had started negotiations, and those became successfully completed uh, with the Toronto Maple Leafs. So certainly you've got a, um, a development team, a minor league, um, and you're in a major league market. So, you know, you certainly are going to have to overcome some of the, um, the challenges that come with, you know, just educating folks on what that all means. And, of course, a lot of people said to us, well, hockey in Florida, and, of course, um, we didn't uh, we didn't think that would be much of a problem considering how well uh, the Tampa Lightning do and uh, the Solar Bears had an incredible following. Uh, we you know when we, we actually sat down with Alex Martin at the Magic and talked about uh, Alan Johnson was there from uh, uh, from Amway Center when we had the meeting and said look this this probably will only be successful if we're able to continue with the name. Mm -hmm. So they were kind enough to let us move forward because the Solar Bears had such a great following in the 90s. The first iteration, of course, owned by the DeVos family. And uh, we we thought we had a winner. And it turned out that we did. We had uh, had tremendous success. I mean, a lot of uh, weekend sellouts. It was definitely a family crowd. Uh, We made sure to keep it, uh, you know, a very family style entertainment option. Uh, The price of the ticket was very reasonable. and we did a boatload of group sales and had uh, uh, a lot of success partnering with a lot of nonprofits in the community. We wanted to make sure that we gave back and uh, that we were uh, good citizens and we were contributing back into uh, the, you know, the local and uh, not only ecosystem itself, but uh, the nonprofit community as well. So uh, I'm really proud of that work and, uh, uh, really uh, thrilled that, uh, the DeVos's, uh, came in and, uh, uh, we completed the transaction, and, and here they are running the operation, and they're in uh, they're in incredible hands right now.
0: Yeah. Well, I, I know you have hockey in your DNA. I mean, not only from just growing up uh, in the Northeast, and and I know you worked for I think the New Jersey Devils. Um, but I'm a convert. I'm a I'm a self admitted a uh, convert. I was one of those that that kind of uh, you know dismissed hockey, but um, fell in love with it when I you know left. Left the sports commission here, right, you know, when I, when I had your job a few years prior, and, and and started the Chicago Sports Commission. It's truly one of the best sports, and and easily one of the best live sports events. Uh, I'd put it up against any any of the of the majors for sure. So, so glad you've continued to help uh, educate and uh, and grow the the very fun and cool sport of hockey. Yeah, you you
1: you got a good taste of that in Chicago, I'm sure, with the Blackhawks. So.
0: Yeah, that's uh, that's
1: one of the great. Great
0: fan bases in all of sports. Yeah, timing was good with two Stanley Cups. That was kind of fun. So you you, you did you know about five years ago roughly? I think you were named CEO of the Sports Commission and, and talk about it, right? Like I, I have a sense of what what you do, but share with our listeners the core mission of Go Sports. You know, formerly the Central Florida Sports Commission.
1: Yeah, you know the, uh, the organization was established in the early nineties. Uh, Johnny uh who's near and dear to so many of us, mm-hmm. uh, was. Uh, Was tasked with the crazy idea at the time of uh, bringing World Cup to Orlando, and uh, certainly I don't know that uh, anybody expected our community to be successful in uh, not only pursuing the opportunity, but uh, uh, you know being named one of the host cities, one of the nine host cities, and uh, that was an incredibly successful venture. And that's sort of the uh, launched uh what is now and has had a number of different names, but uh now the Greater Orlando Sports Commission. So the mission is very simple. It's um it's you know driving visitation for the destination, uh marketing of the destination, and in our view, you know, we want to be the glue. We wanna be aggregators, collaborators. We want to make sure that um we are uh, in the middle of the hub of everything that goes on sports-wise here in our community so that we can leverage the tremendous success that we have, uh, you know, 35, 40, 50 different stakeholders, Rollins College, of, of course, being an important one of them, uh, to uh, grow and develop and, and help our uh, community succeed. And uh, uh, essentially, I think in two words, it's sports tourism, in uh, many other words, it's a combination of uh, all of what I talked about, along with the, you know, conceptually, um, this idea that ultimately we would be the go-between for venues and the hotel and tourism community, and that uh, ultimately we felt like we would have uh, we would have a great chance of being successful by partnering with uh, as many of the stakeholders as we could in our community and. Um we have, you know, folks like you and John Sabor and so many others, you know, great board of directors and people who have been helping the organization for many, many years. And uh we've uh we've we've had our successes. Uh so it's uh, it's a, it's an exciting opportunity to contribute to our community's economy, uh to our morale as a uh, as a destination. And then ultimately, you know, it's always about uh, bringing great entertainment for the folks that are the residents of of central Florida. And and we work on behalf of uh, Lake Orange, Osceola, Seminole County and the city of Orlando. Love it.
0: I love how you positioned it as the glue because you know, sometimes the narrative uh, with locals is, you know, sometimes you you lead and sometimes you follow and support others like the magic and Florida citrus sports and visit Orlando. How, how do you manage that? Like, is it, is it competitive or is it hyper supportive? Are you all chasing some of the same dollars, um, you know, in, in just in the community? It's
1: incredibly collaborative and supportive. I I don't, uh, I don't uh, find that there's, uh we're all, you know, we're all looking to do the same thing, which is drive and uh, uh, drive revenues, uh, drive visitation, uh, drive positive publicity for our community. And I think that um, the most important part of all of that are the relationships, you know, the, 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 the conversations that are constantly happening, the, the ability to, you know, when we say collaborate, you know, we meet, you know, with all of our stakeholders on a quarterly basis. Um but at the same time um there's so much more than that i mean it's it's um you know folks not necessarily they're in our sports ecosystem that we're working with uh to to generate this uh, you know uh, this this uh, energy around sports um there are folks in all uh, you know uh, all walks and all um, uh, different uh segments of our community and um and that's important. You know, that's really important. It's you know to have diversity of industry behind us and working with us, whether it's education or healthcare systems or technology or sustainability or human rights. All of the folks in those communities that are working, you know, specifically for those causes, um, are, are going to play an important role in what we do uh, to help uh, elevate uh, what what we certainly have as a community.
0: Yeah. So, you know, I, I know the business, sports tourism, at least on a very macro level, is a, a pay to play. How do you how do you make the pay part of that happen for Central Florida in order to be competitive for the bids and the events that you're you know bidding on and, and hosting?
1: We're really fortunate. Um, we have great partners. Um, I, I mentioned uh, the four counties in the city of Orlando. I would say that for us, it started with Mayor Dyer. And his uh, uh, deep love of um, not only, of course, our community. He's been an absolute champion for our community for so many years uh, now in his fifth term. But um, you know, the conversations that I would have with Mayor Dyer early on about, look, this this has to be. It is This is one of the uh, this should be. You know, sports for us should play a big role in, uh, with with all that we're doing, whether it's a you know Rollins, UCF, Solar Bears. Orlando Magic, Orlando City Soccer, USTA, API. I mean, you go right down the list of, uh, all, of the, all of the stakeholders that are doing such great work in our community. Um, the, the, the issue, though, of course, like you say, is that the model requires support, financial support. We've gotten that from the city of Orlando. Mayor Demings has been an absolute champion. And the things that go on behind the scenes, there was a uh, sports incentive committee created in Orange County. Uh, to assist with uh, funding efforts and uh, incentives, so that we can bid on projects that drive a uh, uh, an impactful return on investment, uh, we look to drive anywhere from you know 50 to you know 150x uh, when we're doing business. And uh, Lake Seminole and Osceola County are the same. They're structured differently, so some of the metrics are different. And uh, but at the end of the day, it's about uh, driving heads to beds. Uh, supporting our hotel community, supporting our incredible uh, uh, the theme park uh, community, and, uh, and and we we do everything we can to do that. And I think that um, the success that our organization has had for many many years resonates because of our ability to uh, to bring that business to the community. And as long as there's an, a return on investment. Um, we've found that our partners seem uh, quite happy mm-hmm. uh to uh to support those efforts.
0: I love it yeah you mentioned it earlier talking about joni sherm and and the first time Orlando bid on world cup uh and you're absolutely right there there was not only doubt i mean there was almost disinterest but uh jo- joni and a and a core group of people you know made an amazing thing happen. So today we're we're back in the midst of a World Cup bid and, and you're taking the lead on that with your team. Um can you give us an update on where things stand in the process? Yeah,
1: it's uh it's it's uh this has been uh this has been quite a marathon, to be honest. Uh we um we received notice in July of two thousand seventeen. Mayor Dyer got a letter uh from the United Committee, which was the group that was challenged by uh FIFA. Uh, to, uh, bring a bid to the table and they brought
0: the U.S., Canada, and
1: Mexico. Uh, at the time there were 52 venues in 47 cities. Of course, there's some cities that have multiple venues, uh, New York, LA, and others, um, who came to the table at that first, uh, uh, first opportunity. And, uh, when, uh, the summer of 2018 rolled around and the vote was going to take place, in Russia, where Morocco was the bidder against uh, this uh, this uh, U.S.-Mexico-Canadian bid, uh, we were successful. Um, but by that time, uh, there were only 23 cities left, three in Canada, three in Mexico, and 17 in the United States. What we understand is that um, there will only be 10 cities selected in the United States out of the 17. So we're uh, Excited for that challenge. We've been working hard since the summer of 2018. Things really revved up after the Women's World Cup. Of course, our U.S. women were very successful and won uh, for the fourth time. But um, uh, we were supposed to have some meetings in March. Uh, A week before those meetings took place, uh, were supposed to take place in Dallas. Uh, The pandemic really uh, reached its uh, its uh, apex. It certainly Derailed everything in sports, from Rudy Gobert and the Utah Jazz, uh, throughout all of our uh, sports communities. Um, so we did not go to Dallas, and things quieted down um, for about three months until July, uh, when we did our uh, we did our um, task force meeting, and we did our one-on-one with FIFA virtually, which was uh, unusual to say the least. Uh, but Mayor Demings, Mayor Dyer, so many leaders in our community joined us for that. and uh, we were uh, we were real uh, uh, we we thought we great, gave a great presentation. Uh we have been hard at work um, almost uh, on a daily basis, uh, a number of surveys and questionnaires and updates. A lot of things have changed since we submitted our uh, bid materials in uh, two thousand and eighteen. Our community continues to grow and expand infrastructure you see it all over the place downtown campuses uh for UCF and Valencia and uh, the the terminal C at the airport the construction on I4 uh you know the magic uh, entertainment center city soccer building their stadium so many things have uh have changed uh, in just a short period of time so uh we've got uh, an additional 60 million dollars of renovation that'll be 260 million dollars Total that's going to go into Camping World Stadium. So we've been doing uh, a lot of updates and uh, a lot of communication. We we do expect this to continue well into 2021, and uh, that would mean that this uh, this uh, uh, pregnancy uh, will have lasted uh, four <laughs> and a half years uh, before. Uh, before we will have gotten to the finish line. So it's uh, it's been quite a process. And, uh, uh, you, know, only, yeah. you know, only FIFA knows uh, how long <laughs> it will last uh, yeah. before uh, before they select cities. And we have our marching orders going into 2026.
0: I love it. Well, fingers crossed. And uh, you guys continue to do great work promoting it and the bid and, and and getting other, you know, lead-in events, whether they're directly, you know, tied to the World Cup bid you know, it's not always uh, certain, but but having a lot of uh, men's national, international competitions, and the U.S. women's national team playing here, so to me, that's uh, those are good indicators that they uh, they continue to have in great interest in Central Florida as a as a soccer market. So, um, good luck. We'll keep fingers crossed and, uh, and and help you in any way we can. In addition to the economic impact of sports events. Uh, you've done. I think you've done a great job expanding the scope of the sports commission, and like women in sports, and esports, and youth sports, just to name a few, uh, are some of the initiatives you're leading. What's the value of those kind of programs that don't always directly have an economic impact, and and heads and beds, as you talked about? But what's the impact to your organization and to the community at large?
1: Well, I, you know, we're doing business as you mentioned, in five different areas. So National governing Body of Olympic Sport, which is really going to be an important piece of business going forward with uh, pre-Olympic qualifiers for Paris in 24, And, of course, the Olympics come to uh, the United States uh, in 2028 in Los Angeles. Uh, we do a lot of business in that youth and amateur space. Uh, it's, um, it's a big deal, of course. I mean, ESPNY, World of Sports, the amount of – with just the sheer volume of, uh, of of visitations, they drive through their complex and, of course, so many other uh, great uh, venues across our marketplaces. Uh, you know, Boomba Sports up in Senegal County and all the great uh, venues in, in Lake and, and uh, Austin Tindall down in uh, Osceola County. We have, we're so fortunate we have this footprint uh, to be able to accommodate so many of our partners. So youth sports would be second. Uh, not in any particular order, of course, but, uh, we have had great success bringing NCAA championships. Rollins is one of our big partners, of course. We're hosting multiple NCAA events, uh, with Rollins and, uh, and the, uh, your, your conference. And, uh, we're looking forward to so many of, uh, those opportunities, uh, coming to us in 23,
0: 2024, and 2025.
1: Um, we are, um, we are doing a lot of, you know, marquee business, as you say, and and it used to be a lot of domestic business, of course. So U.S. men's and women's national team in soccer, and, uh, MLS All Star, WrestleMania, John Sabor and his team have, uh, have, you know, they were my gosh, they were just at Amway Center for 119 straight days uh, filming and taping uh, all of their programming here in Orlando. And, and as you say, that last, you know, so it's, it's not just domestic business on the marquee side. There's a lot of international opportunities as well. And we're going to focus on, uh, International Olympic Committee business. Um, we think we're getting, you know, we know we're getting a lot of attention, uh, certainly in that soccer space, but in so many other spaces that, uh, will be important. And then the last area, my wife, Sarah, who's, uh, on your, uh, Hamilton Holt board there, mm-hmm. in Rollins. We have four children and, uh, there isn't a day that goes by that they are not, uh, it's either Fortnite or, uh, FIFA or, uh, you know, NBA 2K or, you know, so we see it in our own house. And, um, you know, eSports is, is starting to look and feel like youth sport travel was 25 years ago. Yeah sort of this growing entity is a billion dollar business youth sports it's a 20 billion dollar business it has that same feel and uh, we we're being presented with opportunities to bring eSport championships into our community and uh, and that's, uh, that's great because uh, you know there's certainly a, a, a strong uh, uh, you know competitive environment. Uh, we see that locally, whether it's, um, you know, so many of our universities are supporting that e-sports, uh, ecosystem. But, um, at the same time, uh, we know that we can be profitable. It may not have the same return on investment early on, but it's worth investing in because, uh, the future seems to be quite, uh, uh, very bright, uh, yeah. in that space. So lots of opportunities, Sam. I mean, yeah. you're right. You know, there are some areas where you, they're known commodities you know that they should drive a certain number. Our community invested uh, a million dollars into WrestleMania, and WrestleMania returned $181 million. So, you know, 180X is a heck of a return. Um, You know, maybe some of these others, you know, you have to let them grow and develop, or you have to... um, John McReynolds at Universal and I, you know, have had these conversations numerous times, which is sometimes, you know, you have to... Or, you know, grow an opportunity and take a chance on a new property, and, and let them, uh, you know, let let our community support them, and see if we can't uh, own and operate those opportunities for many years to come. So we've we've taken some risks, um, but at the same time, a lot of these opportunities are known to us, and uh, they're not as risky, and uh, we know that uh, we'll be successful because we've got a. You know, a long history of being successful in those spaces.
0: Yeah, no doubt. Well, eSports, no doubt, is, uh, I think you're right, is the uh, uh, sort of the next big thing. And what's so appealing, at least in my mind, is how international it is. Um, and even just from a brand development standpoint. And ultimately, there's always going to be big events and tournaments and championships live in, in one, de- at one destination. So not everything is about, um, you know, a, a weekly event for esports. But ultimately, I think I could see with Full Sail here doing such an amazing job with their team and program. Rollins just started a, an esports program. And, and as you mentioned, the Sunshine State Conference is, has a handful of schools that are getting very active in it. And, um, I think, and obviously not to mention our, our theme park partners and friends as well. So um, big things to come in that in that initiative, for sure. You, you mentioned Rollins not and the Sports Commission. Can you, you know, you sort of talked a little bit about it. Can you, from from your seat, what value does Rollins bring to your work overall and to the to the overall impact of the Central Florida region?
1: Yeah, I mean, it, it starts at the top. I mean, Grant and Peggy Cornwall have uh, been incredible partners and, um, we, we, you know, my wife and I have done uh, quite a bit of work in the community. Sarah's been, my gosh, she's been doing it for many, many more years than I have. But, um, we have, um, we, we've, uh, really enjoyed, uh, both personally and professionally, uh, working with, uh, so many of the folks there Rollins. And, uh, you know, Sarah's so active in Winter Park and Maitland. And, um, it is, um, uh, its it has been an absolute pleasure. Penny, uh, Parker in the athletic department, your athletic director, has been a staple and a tremendous supporter of uh, uh, sports and athletics in our community, uh, not just on campus, Sam, as you know. I mean, it's, it's, uh, it extends off campus. And um, to, to be able to um, always count on Rollins, uh, great partners, like you mentioned, at the Sunshine State Conference. But,
0: you know, together,
1: uh, as you know, uh, because you were part of it, uh we we you know, we've been bringing ncaa championships to central florida for more than two decades golf tennis so many different sports that uh, have participated 2003 we've got men's and women tennis championships uh coming rollins will play a role there of course 2024 d2 spring championship festival uh which will be sports scattered yeah, across orange and Seminole county um, and then 2025, uh, D2 men's and women's uh, tennis championships, uh, again. So it, it's great to have, uh, you know, those relationships. Um, I, I learned of Rowland's College, uh, ac- ironically, it's, it, it's, it's interesting. Um, one of my closest friends in the industry is a guy named Kenny Ferger and Ken's an alum. And he actually worked at that radio station there and uh and had a uh, had a sports show when he was an undergrad. Kenny and I worked for many, many years at the Meadowlands together. And of course across the river from the Meadowlands we had the great mad dog Russo, Chris Russo, who's a Rollins alum. So um, you know, we got to work with Chris of course for many, many years, uh, when I was with the New Jersey Devils and Nets and Yankees and uh, Chris, of course, being a tremendous alum as well. So I, that was kind of my first touch and I, I and mean, until I moved, of course, to, uh, to, uh, Orlando, didn't know much about the school, but, um, uh, it, 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 it remained, it, it, listen, we, we've had an incredible relationship, uh, tremendous support, um, back and forth. And we're proud to partner with, uh, with the school on many initiatives, um, both, uh, you know, in the non-profit space and, uh, Philanthropic space, but, uh, you know, near and dear to us, of course, in the sports space. Yeah,
0: no doubt. Jason, what, what event is out there on your list? Maybe it's, uh, you know, just some target list that, man, you go to sleep at night always thinking, I want that event here in Central Florida. You got one of those you're willing to share?
1: Yeah, I mean, right now, man, it's World Cup. I mean, we're, we're, we've, we've invested so much it's human capital and, and quite frankly, uh, Orange County and, and our partners, the city of Orlando, Orlando City Soccer, um, have, um, invested so much time and energy into this opportunity. I mean, it, it truly, um, it could be, you know, upwards of a billion dollar piece of business for our community. But more than that, to bring this incredible international event, um, the last World Cup in 2018 was viewed by over two, uh, 3.8 billion viewers which is more than half the world. And uh, the not only the exposure, but the opportunity. There'll be 48 countries uh, participating. You could have countries uh, that have never, um, you know, had the opportunity to uh, participate in the United States, let alone here in um, uh, Orlando. And many of those countries are folks that we hope to see visitation from for many, many years to come. You know, we do so great. You know, we have tremendous visitation from Canada, and Brazil and uh, the UK, um, but there are so many other, you know, target markets that we'd love to enhance our reputation and certainly have that opportunity to socialize and um, exp- uh, um, uh, promote uh, what we do here in uh, in, in Central Florida uh, throughout the world. So that's that's the one that, that really um, is is certainly keeping us up at night. Um, we, we have. You know, like I mentioned, we have so many great venues. We're doing everything from uh, uh, water skiing, we had canoe and kayak here. I mean, you think about all the Olympic sports uh, that, that, you know, and and so many new sports that are going to come online for the Olympics. We talk about supporting our youth sports ecosystem here in this community. Um, So many great opportunities there to bring, uh, you know, a number of of, uh, those events and tournaments here into town. Um, The other one that that I'd be very much remiss if I don't bring up is that um, maybe one of the largest, if not the largest, uh, uh, opportunity to bring a humanitarian event uh, into our community is going to happen uh, in a very short time. We have 18 months uh, before we're going to welcome the 2022 USA uh, Special Olympics Games here to Orlando. Uh, Joe Zalak and his team have done an incredible job fundraising. Orange County really stepped up to help with the initial, uh, grant to support the opportunity. Uh, we're expecting over 4,000, uh, Special Olympic athletes, uh, to join us. Uh, they'll be here with their coaches and families. Um, it's going to be a major event, televised event. Um, we expect, uh, uh, you know, to, to, to really, I mean, it could, you know, echo impact wise, it's probably a 70, 80 million dollar opportunity. Um, but more importantly, when you look at a young man like Chris Nickich, who, um, uh, who with Down syndrome became the first Ironman, uh, with Down syndrome. And, and I had a chance to meet his father and I had a chance to meet Chris. In fact, they, they came and spoke to our board of directors during a call. Um, to be able to now, you know, certainly watch Chris um, participate. Um, but more, more importantly, for, for Special Olympians here in the state of Florida who will have a very short drive to come and, and come to our community and participate. Um, ESPN, Wild World of Sports and Disney are major supporters. Orlando Health, uh, Josie Mike's, are there's so many great partners that are helping us with that. But that's one that's on my radar that uh, I, I can't wait for. A lot of preparation goes into that. I know they've got some big announcements coming up here in the near future, but uh, very much looking forward to that happening. And and then, you know, we'll continue to chase uh, business in those five or six areas that I talked about earlier. Uh, like we always do, we've got a great team, a great business development team led by Brent Nelson. I've got an incredible events team led by Jen Laswick and uh, Mike Kalinich does our corporate partnerships. We've got a really, really good, uh, group, but, uh, we, yeah. you know, we're a small group, we're, we're a very small front office, but uh, uh, we like to uh, we say lean and mean, and yeah. uh, we try to get a lot accomplished with a little.
0: Well, you do, uh, and you're, you're, the staff is phenomenal, uh, Brent and Jen especially, so um, leadership matters, and, uh, and obviously with you at the helm and those two. Uh, and others, it's, uh, you guys do an amazing job. So, what, what's next, Jason? What's next in sports tourism? Like, how does the industry continue to evolve, and particularly how does it continue to evolve post-pandemic? And are there are there strategic initiatives that, that you know you're working on for future success?
1: Yeah, I think the the most significant um, uh, contribution this community made in our small little niche of an industry uh, was made at uh, ESPN's Wide World of Sports. Uh, it, it it was the ability of Farron Kelly and the great people at Disney to navigate through, I mean, really early on. When you think about pandemic uh, hits our communities late February, early March, everything starts to shut down right around March, you know, 11, 12, 13. And then to have them be able to uh, have the relationships in place. And, and that defines a community in my mind. You know, how do you handle adversity? Um, that exposes the relationships that either are or aren't in place. And the fact that our community with great leadership, you know, with with our mayors, uh, Mayor Dyer, Mayor Demings, um, and so many commissioners in, in our counties that are, that proved to be great leaders, along with our private sector, coming together to be able to, like I say, a small niche, but. But certainly for ESPN to, to reach out to MLS and the NBA and pull off you know the MLS's back tournament, to finish the NBA season, and for the Lakers and LeBron to be crowned champions here in Orlando, that's legacy material. That is a that is a legacy that will be discussed uh, you know, for a hundred years when you talk about, you know, the history of the NBA, the history of MLS. They'll uh, certainly talk about um, Orlando and how we were able to um, bring everything that sports brought to um, our, our, our community here locally, the morale that it created for the folks that were able to participate and help support that on Disney's campus, um, but of course, you know, being able to have live sports back on television for so many who needed that distraction. Um, but, but that to me is the the real moment. Um, that, that enabled our community, and there's a lot of people who supported that. Governor DeSantis and how aggressive they were about bringing sports back um, safely, safely. Uh, you know, my, um, you know, our, our team um, had weekly, and we had weekly best practices meetings where we brought people together from across. You know, we we had Dr. Pino on with us, and uh, the the Florida Department of Health working with our teams of people, um, all of our venue managers together, all of our health uh, systems together on the phone to talk through how do we navigate through um, what was a daily changing world and we didn't know what we were dealing with. And uh, we were bold enough to make some steps and take some steps. And uh, and, uh, to everyone's credit, to the community's credit, we're very successful. So I think it starts there. Certainly, uh, the convention center hosted an AAU tournament. We had the uh, junior golf come into town. You're seeing now the G League is going to be here. WWE set up shop for 119 straight days. They moved WrestleMania and take that in SummerSlam here. Um, we've had um, UCF get back online during their football and basketball season. We've had City Soccer back online for the completion of their uh, tremendous regular season, that incredible playoff match uh, that they won and hosted uh, at Exploria Stadium. The Magic are back and online, and, and, and they're back in business. The Solar Bears have had games at uh, Amway Center. Alan Johnson and Craig Borkin have done such a great job there. Um, so I, I think that as we start to evolve, as we go from maybe 25% um, you look at the bowl games and what Steve Hogan and the folks there, there did, right? Three bowl games, you know, Alan Gooch and the Cure Bowl. And then, of course, the two big bowl games uh, right after. To, to host three bowl games in the same venue over the course of, what, a week and a half mm-hmm. is remarkable, It's remarkable in this environment. And, uh, and, and that's because there's collaboration, there's communication, You've got a community, you've got a state, uh, you know, group of leaders without our, throughout our state and here in our, our counties and our cities that are working together. And I think it starts with all of that. Um, we, we've, we've, we've earned a lot of positive, uh, PR because of that. I think that folks that come to Orlando know that our, our hoteliers, our restaurateurs, our, uh, our CDBs, you know, visit Orlando, Experience Kissimmee, uh, the folks in Seminole County and, and Visit Lake and, uh, you know, having those lines of communication open to support um, what our community is trying to do is essential. It's absolutely essential. Um, and because of that, we've earned really great grades um, from event managers who want to come here. They know that we're in lockstep. They know that the hotels are doing the same thing. They're keeping people safe. They know that our venue managers and our venue operators are keeping people safe. They're doing it the right way. We're really paying attention. We're really, um, it's so important to our community, of course, tourism and the, um, the the amount of visitation that we've driven for so many years 75 million visitors in 2018. The work that, you know, folks like Phil Brown and Tom Draper have done at the airport to keep, uh, you know, our airport safe and running. And, you know, of course, we had 45 to 50 million travelers back in 2018. So we want to get back to all of that. And, um, you know, when you when you look at the work that the convention center is to, to bring trade shows and conventions back, and so many of us in the community that are working hard at theme parks, you know, of course, you know, with, with Disney and Universal coming back online, that set the temperature, you know, that, that really set the tone um, for, for, you know, the folks that were unsure or, you know, they wanted to visit and they, they, they didn't, you know, they needed to hear that we were doing things in a certain way so that that consumer confidence was there to support, uh, their buying habits. So, you know, I, I could go on and on. I'm very passionate about our community, Sam. You know that. Yeah. And, um, I think the future, you know, you asked a short question and I've given you the longest version of an answer, but I think the, the future is bright. Yeah. The future is bright because, you know, in the middle of all this, um, a lot of projects stayed online and continued. Um, I think that, you know, Mayor Deming's task force that brought so many of our private and public um, leaders together to continue to to work towards um, a, a common goal and a success at the end of this, Tim Giuliani and the folks at OEP on the business side and uh, on the business development side for our community. There's a, uh, there's a great group of people in our community. Folks that live here should be proud to know um, the people that are working hard behind the scenes. Uh, and, uh, and and I think that um, we'll see, obviously, we will see much, much better days. Uh, but we will come back reimagined, and we will come back uh, stronger. There's no doubt about it.
0: no doubt about that. I'll end on on sort of a more macro uh, question about Central Florida, and and you've mentioned Sarah a couple times, but you you and, and Sarah are incredibly active and engaged in the in the community aside from your you know quote day jobs. Um, what drives you to be so active, and, and what's been maybe your you know sort of personal um, community service highlight uh, in, in Central Florida? It's
1: relationships. I mean, when you when you work in a community like this, and I've I've been really fortunate. I've had the opportunity in my, you know, career uh, in sports to work for
0: a number of different
1: organizations and a number of different cities. There is no community, no business community, no, no philanthropic community, no, no place to live like Orlando, Florida. There, there just isn't. It's a, um, it's, it's at times something that's um, unexplainable because it's truly about the people. And, uh, and you think about, you know a leader like Mayor Dyer, who's who's been doing what he's been doing for so many years. You think about the service that, that Mayor Demings, uh, you know, over um, his tenure in law enforcement, and now, of course, in politics. Uh, you think about these, you know, the folks in 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 our in our uh, in tourism space. A guy like Rich Maladecki, who's given you know 40 years to mm-hmm. for that um, uh, space and. Um and so many others that, that you know I'm probably leaving out dozens of people and, and I hate to do that, but I think that you know, for Sarah and I it's about the relationships and the the really, really good people, the incredible causes, um, the opportunity to give back and, and pay some things forward. We've been blessed and fortunate um to have these great opportunities and um uh there isn't a day that we don't, you know, Sit and think and say, you know, you know, Sarah and I the other day talking about, well, what if we did this, or how do we get involved here, or you know, our work with Jeff uh, um, at the United Way and the good people there. We're, we're really looking forward to doing some things with uh, with Jeff and his staff at the United Way. And um, I, listen, it, it, I, I've only been in the marketplace since 2011. Sarah's been doing this uh, a lot longer, and, um, and and she's been an absolute champion. So. It's great that um, we can combine, you know, our business careers and our, our family life, and also be together. Uh, we love uh, doing the, the winter park, uh, uh, you know, the historical, uh, you know, museum. We, we, we've uh, had the opportunity to MC that event for three or four years together, so we, we love doing that together. And uh, I don't know, we're just we're just really passionate about it. It's, it's important to us. We're thankful that we have a great. Community for our four children to live in, and uh, we, we've been blessed to be able to give back.
0: Well, you you hit the nail on the head. It's it's uh, to me, it's about relationships, and and I you know I lived it. I left uh, the town, the market, you know, left your job, and uh, and did the Chicago Sports Commission job, and wow, that was awesome and fun and great in so many ways. The uh, the relationships and the people matter, and that clearly is what uh, lured us back to uh, to Central Florida, Heather and me and our kids. So. Uh, Jason Siegel President and CEO of the Greater Orlando Sports Commission has been our guest today Jason I've always said sports tourism is a team sport and you my friend are one hell of a head coach so keep up your amazing work uh, thank your team and your board and all of your partners for uh, for me and for Rollins and we look forward to continuing our relationship with you down the road
1: and I really appreciate the opportunity it's really, you, know, you, you posted that I'd be on your show and uh, of the number of texts you talk about what a small community this is and 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 this I'll, I'll end with is um so i get a text this morning from uh ryan Lassard, whose son plays with my son they play uh they play flag football i love it they play uh they, they play basketball together they play baseball together uh on a travel team and and it encapsulates you know so much of what this is all about right is ryan says to me he's like he's like i would have never put the two of you together right of course. And he says, yeah, Sam coached me. I don't know if you remember that. Of course
0: I do. But he's, he's, the hell like, but Yeah,
1: he's like, he's like, yeah, He said Sam coached me, and uh, and uh, uh, you know, please say hello. And uh, uh, you know, at Winter Park High School. And he said you were a great coach and a great guy. And he's going to listen to the show. And that, you know, we're a small southern town, and, and I thank you so much for all the great work that you do in our community. And I, I really appreciate you having me on
0: thank you, uh, Jason. Uh, Thank you all for joining in today for Rollins Around Town. Keep updated on our show and our guests. Follow us on Facebook at Rollins Around Town. Our guest next week will be Reverend Katrina Jenkins, Dean of the Knowles Memorial Chapel and uh, Dean of Spiritual Life here at Rollins College. Uh, Greg Golden, thanks to you for uh, operating the board and for everyone here at WPRK. With that, Jason, have a great day and thanks everyone for tuning in. Take care now.